Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now, we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Glasses in session. Find Try This from The Washington Post wherever you listen. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed... (laughs) Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Sydney, where are you? <laughs> sorry, I'm so sorry. I have to lock the door. <laughs> Wait, can we, <laughs> Wait, can we restart? Because that sounded super weird. podcast hey bitches welcome to our first episode um here's the podcast that no one asked for anyway i low-key forgot no one can see us and i'm over here like waving my hands i'm sydney i'm savannah i'm sophia i'm sarah i'm isha and i'm claudia so welcome to our first podcast how's everyone doing quarantine i'm really bored and i'm drinking a lot Well, we started a podcast, so you know what that means. Yeah, I'd like to um, second Sarah's statement and, um, yeah, and also third, actually, no, I'd also like to second Sydney's statement. Um, so second to both of those statements, I'm bored drinking a lot and starting a podcast. So that's basically to sum up um, quarantine. My mom literally at dinner the other night, she was like, you can't take the whole bottle up in your room after dinner. I was like, mom. I am struggling here. Help me out. 
Okay, so like I'd love to say that I'm like thriving right now in quarantine and that I'm working out and like do it, living my best life. But in reality, that would be a lie. I agree with Claudia because whenever like after dinner, I bring the whole – I like to bring the whole bottle of wine up to my room. And she's always like, don't do that. And I'm always like, why? Like I challenge her a little. And she's like, because don't drink a whole bottle of wine. I said, just because I want like a refill or two doesn't mean that I'm going to turn into an alcoholic. Meanwhile, I'm up here drinking a whole bottle of wine. <laughs> so if any of my men are listening um, – yeah, I'm working on myself. Self-care every day. Like, yes, load up. I'm working out. I'm, you know what? I'm brushing my hair every day. Just wait. Just wait till you see me. That's all also, I got Also, I've been smoking so much recently, but we're a 420-friendly <laughs> podcast, so I'm going to say, you know, finding a dealer has, has been hard in my hometown, but we're dealing with that. I'm, I'm going to speak for the ethnic households here where no drinking, no 420 is accepted. I sit in my room, I look at my computer, and I go to sleep. That's about it. just want to represent <laughs> those people. I mean, I need a second Claudia on that 420 because that's the only thing getting me through right now, but... I think no one really wants to hear about our drinking, so we can stick to group Zoom call drinking. Well, if my parents are listening, I am up here doing my Kumon work. That's it. My math homework. I'm doing a research project. No drinking here. Kumon just triggered me. So you're probably wondering why we all started a podcast together. I feel like it would only be fitting to start from the very beginning because it is a very, very long story. This has been a year-long process of getting this off the ground. So we're going to start from the very beginning, how we all met, how this came to be. So basically, we were two separate friend groups up until freshman year, uh, spring semester, am I right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 So Isha, do you want to tell how we, how we met? Oh girl, I got you. Okay. So, um, (laughs) I remember I was at Palladium one day. I was like freaking out about who I was going to live with because like Sophia was going abroad and Savannah, they were like my only two friends and like, um, well, and Sydney too. (laughs) I'm so sorry. (laughs) And originally I thought it was going to be like Sydney, me and Claudia, like in a three bedroom, but then Sydney wanted to do like live in Graham and I was like I don't know that's kind of far I'm lazy so P.S. we're not losers because we only had like one or two friends and what you just hard to make friends it is very hard to make friends and also we do um random roommates first year and often that doesn't work out you know I feel like NYU is definitely hard to make friends at but it's just interesting because it goes how much like it goes to show that if you put yourself out there a lot, like you can find your community and like your friends and like your people, because we all met at like a party in which we all made the conscious choice to get out of bed and go to. So like, you know what I mean? It's like, if you put yourself out there, you will make friends. Yeah. um, I want to add to that for sure. Because I remember like um, fall semester, freshman year, I, I mean, I had a few friends, like I was friends with Isha mostly. And I hung out with some people from Brooklyn, but like, I really had to put myself out there second semester um, to become friends with everyone else. And honestly, thank God for Isha because she introduced me to literally everyone. Just call me Elmer's glue because, you know, I'm just kidding. But we did all meet at a frat party because Isha invited me to the frat party and um, I brought Sarah. That's how I guess everyone met in that party, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that is how everyone met. There was this... Um, uh, there's this fraternity that was having a darty and we all went very like we all met super off chance it, we were the most unlikely group of friends ever and I think anyone who knows us know like we're because we're all so different and like I think that just goes how much to show you go to a darty you get drunk 
you meet your bitches. And I think that's definitely what happened in our case. And yeah. I'll never forget that we literally had a photo shoot at this starty and it was the only picture I posted for <laughs> probably a year. It was my background. It still is my background. It's the like back. <laughs> it's everything. Oh, I do want to say one more thing about the darty though. So that was okay. When I first met Sarah and all, I didn't say a single thing to her until after, like after the party and I went to Claudia's place, dorm, whatever. Um, all I did was give her a mean look. And that's all that like, I just kind of stared at her and I was like, who is this? I hated Isha when I first met her. Like we hated each other. That's actually true. I think that's just because we're the most, like we're super similar, Isha and I. So I feel like that's what happens when two extremely similar, like extrovert people meet. We're like sizing each other up. Like who the fuck are you? Like, um, Yeah. I was going to say the way that we all decided to live together was like super random. Like for me, at least I know I was co- contemplating studying abroad and like I was maybe going to study abroad in the fall or maybe going to study abroad in the spring. So I was just randomly like, hey, Isha, like, do you have anyone to live with? Like, you're my only friend who I really was like close with. So I texted, I snapped, snap texted Isha. I was like, yo, what's the sitch? And she was like, I got these two bitches, Sarah and Claudia. We're going to merge households. And I was like, swag. (laughs) Swag. Yeah, like as we were saying, like we all kind of became a friend group at the end of freshman year, literally like a week before classes ended. So like, of course, summer goes by, we keep in touch, but like we're not really that close because we'd only met a couple times before the school year ended. But when we all came back, like they said, they were all living together. I was not, but I pretty much lived on their couch. But we would do these things like wine nights or like symposium nights and like we'd all sit in a circle and have a glass of wine and we would just talk about like random topics like love and random things like that and that's how we became really really close so like just saying like if you're new to a friend group or like college these are really cool ways to like get close with other people but we were like yo why are we so deep and like low-key so wise so we were like we should make a podcast and they like kind of stuck as like a running joke whenever we'd have these like wine nights and yeah, almost all of them ended in crying. So it just became like our thing. Yeah. So we sort of started these these topics like with like super casual conversation. Just like if some one of us had like an issue with our day, we'd just be like ranting to the other one. And then we sort of were like, you know what? Let's add some wine to the mix because why the heck not? You know? So uh, we did that. And then it sort of like got deeper and deeper as the night would go on. And like we'd just like pull questions out of our ass and be like, this is like a great discussion topic. And like, for example, it would go from like, I don't know, like, what's your favorite color to like, do you believe in soulmates? And then we'd have like this like hour long conversation. It would literally go from like us ranting about guys or like talking about like low rise jeans or something. And then like, it'll be silent. And it's like, so you believe in God? We're like, what's your childhood trauma? And then like five minutes later, we're all crying. Low rise jeans are enough to make people cry, by the way, too. <laughs> They are not allowed to come back in style. Um, I would like to be the one voice in opposition to this. I'm sort of vibing with low-rise jeans right now. But, like, I do understand that most of society does not vibe with them. (laughs) Can I ask why, though? Like, why do you vibe with low-rise jeans? I just have no idea why. 
she has. Oh, that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah, I'm not even gonna deny it. (laughs) Fuck you. Fuck you. Confident queen. Yes. For the thickums in residence, I'm telling you, high waist jeans, like it's staying there. It's not going any lower than the belly button. Like it's hiding that pooch. Like no, we're keeping it right there. I just want to say, all of second semester, I lived in the same high rise cargo pants. Um, Sarah and Claudia can verify. The light pink the ones. pink ones, yes. Everywhere. So I have no clue how it went from childhood trauma to low-rise jeans, but, you know, that's how we are. But anyway, back to the story. One night, we were at our favorite restaurant called Bacchiano's, this incredible pasta place, like, a few steps from everyone's dorms that we go to literally four times a week. Thank you for my freshman 15, Bacchiano's. But one day we were there, we were all literally sobbing. And I looked to Sarah and I was like, yo, like we stay crying in public. And Sarah does this one face where it's like, I don't even know how to describe it. It looks like the screen painting. And then she's like, oh my God. And I was like, what? And like, we had been talking about the podcast for a really long time. And we were like, hey, we got ourselves a name. Speaking of Vapianos, like it do be good, but don't hype it up that it's the best thing ever because these people about to get disappointed. For real. No, actually. Um, it. well- it's because you order the wrong thing. If you get the carbonara, you will not be disappointed. Don't get the red sauce, get the white sauce. That is my life motto. Don't get red sauce. You have to know how to customize your pasta. That's the way to go for Vapianos. But we were in uh, Vapianos that night, and it was before we were all leaving for quarantine, which is very sad. So that's probably why everyone's crying. But we were thinking, what is the better time to start start a podcast when we're you know, all in our homes and have nothing to do and dealing with stress with parents and stuff. So yeah, that's why that's why we started this podcast. I just thought it was funny that Claudia just said like va penis. No, I did not say that. <laughs> that's what I <laughs> I'm telling you there is no better time because quarantine hoes, quarantine woes, baby. Shall we go back? Shall we go back to the first time we all cried together? Yeah. That was a moment. Favorite. I think we should. So This is our first symposium night. We are all sitting in their dorm living room. And we were like, yo, let's tell each other like our deepest secrets. And we're kind of like, okay, it's our first night out here, but all right. And, you know, we're all just spewing. There's no crying yet. And I'll never forget because Sierra was like, guys, like, I just don't cry. Like, that's my thing. We're all like, yeah, okay. Ten minutes later, we got to childhood trauma. We're all sobbing, Sarah <laughs> sobbing. And I was like, girl, did you just say you don't really cry? But yeah, that was her first like bonding moment through being emotional. Sarah had a list of uh, really emotional questions on her phone that she kept referring back to. And I think that is the most Sarah thing to ever exist on this planet. <laughs> Exactly. For those of you who don't know me, I'm a planner. (laughs) That goes from like planning frat parties to like planning emotional nights with best friends, especially when there's wine involved. Just to emphasize, the first time I came to this wine night, I remember Sarah had a list and she was like, can you proofread it and make sure that everything's okay? (laughs) These questions are acceptable. And I'm sitting there like, huh? As I've never planned anything in my life. I didn't want to be too personal. Like I didn't want to ask people something and have them be like, how dare you? That would just make me feel so bad. You know, we, we evolved because at first it was like us going in a circle. People were interrupting. We're just all crying. It was chaos. But by our last one, I think it was like Valentine's Day, we had a talking stick. We had like a list of questions. We were <laughs> organized. We had this done through and through. I'll never forget because like we were talking about like love or something. 
And then here Savannah comes in with her gun blazing questions. She's like, so do we even soulmates? What about God? What about this? We're all like, what about aliens? Yeah. I was like, all right, Valentine's Day theme. And remind you not, we're having like talking about soulmates, love, watching like romance movies. While I experienced a breakup from my two-year relationship the day before. And while I cry. (laughs) I was just about to point out that I remember looking over at Sarah while we were watching the movie, and she is in full tears. I would love to point out that before we started this movie, Sarah was like, it's so stupid. It's not good. Like, why are we watching this? We are literally 30 minutes in, I don't know, the boy sneezed or something. And I look over and Sarah's bawling. And I'm like, what? Nothing sad even happened yet. I'm pretty sure it was Dear John, too. It was Dear John. I literally, though, like that one talk that we had, I like found something within me that like just made me cry. Like you just guys, you guys bring out the crying in public side of me, which is why we're doing this entire thing. We call that meta. Open your gates, Sarah. Yeah. We should never be afraid to cry. That's something yeah. that I truly believe we should be able to show our vulnerableness is that a word yeah hey vulnerability <laughs> girlfriend <laughs> you got it as the group's um foremost water sign a cancer I like to say that crying is a natural part of life you should do it at least once a day it's good for the face it's like a free little cleanse so if you're ever saying to cry or not to cry the answer is always to cry it clears the skin I remember a pretty embarrassing time. I cried in public and this was like at our campus bar. Wasn't a great night for me. And I just had so much going on in my life. I tell you not, sobbing at a booth alone, by the way. I'm sitting there all fucking alone, sobbing. Meanwhile, my friends are out like flirting with their boys, like having a grand old time and like Someone realizes I'm sobbing and, like, tells my friends, like, maybe you should check on her. So, like, Isha gets her ass over, sits the fuck down as she should, and is like, are you okay? It took about 30 seconds for her to get distracted. And she's like, oh, my God, look at the NYU athletes, (coughs) D3. These men are looking over, and I'm like, I swear to God, if they come over, I will throw a bitch fit, and I will not be the slightest bit nice. As she's, like, twirling her hair, giggling, waving them over. And I'm like, where the fuck is Sydney right now? Like, where the fuck is she? While she's, like, all up on her Spanish, dude. Like, All right. In my defense, like, this boy was, like, the love of my semester, and I had been planning every single class to talk to him. And this was the first time we had a moment alone and like things were going right. I was in my little booth in the corner living my best life. I had absolutely no idea where Sophia and Isha were or that either of them were crying. And I feel so bad because when I was leaving with Mr. I literally got up and walked to Sophia's table, did not notice she was crying, was like, bye, Sophia, and just walked off. And I feel so bad because I literally had no idea. (laughs) I remember hysterically crying, being like, Isha, can I talk to Sydney? And Isha's like, sorry, she's busy with him. Don't ruin her night just because yours is ruined. (laughs) Isha, you're a real one. I just want to say, um, maybe my memory isn't correct, but I said Sydney is with her man. Um, maybe let's not bother her right now because let me tell you, this girl was all up on him, and I was here for it. I was sure. Isha. Thank mm-hmm. you. We call that girl support. Women respect <laughs> women out here. Thank you, Isha. Feminism. I do also want to point out that like there are several types of crying in public. You can cry because you're sad. You can cry because you're angry. My favorite personally is crying when you're laughing. And this I think is like the funniest story I've literally ever heard. Like 
at that frat darty that I was talking about earlier, this is definitely the moment that like I knew personally we would all be friends and like we would all do something great. Um, our friend, we were at like some after party and like our friend was telling the story about his friend who had done anal the first time. And she was with her boyfriend in her parents like mansion, like this girl was filthy rich. And you know, they're doing the deed. <laughs> and this girl like after he pulls out projectile shits like all over the ceiling, the walls, the furniture, right? And her parents get home like 10 minutes later. So she doesn't have time to clean it up. I was meanwhile, like over here thinking, why the fuck would you do anal with your boyfriend for the first time in the living room? God damn it. With white furniture. Okay. Anyway, their parents came home and they were like, obviously, you know, shit on the walls isn't pleasant. So they had something to say about it. And the girl blamed it on her dog and they had to put the dog down. They that? put the dog down. They killed not. the dog because they thought they were rich. And they were like, we can just get another one who doesn't projectile shat all over our nice rich people walls. And I mean, like all of these girls were sitting there crying, rolling on the floor laughing. But the reason I knew we were all going to be friends is because we all were laughing and everyone else was like so upset about it. They were like, that wasn't even funny. And we were all like, that was hilarious. <laughs> I will say it's like the most NYU shit I've ever heard. Like the fact that like someone is so rich that they're they're just like I don't even give a fuck. Like I need to protect myself. We're putting our fucking dog down. I don't care. Like just drops immediate all emotional attachments ever had. And it's like I'll just use money to replace it. I'm so dead because two big things. It's like, one, anal stories never end well. Like, I've never heard exactly. a happily ever, ever after one. <laughs> I don't even know what I just said. Happily ever after, after an anal story. Number two, I don't know, who has white furniture? Like, I feel like it's only I people do. who are, like, rich. <laughs> no, I'm sitting next to a white couch right now. But, like, my ethnic household is, like, you do not touch that furniture. You don't look at the furniture. Don't breathe on it. Don't smell it. Like, right. that's not for you. Exactly. So, that's issue number one with that story. But honestly, I just like to say we really do feel bad for the dog. Okay, and even though it's funny, but like, have you heard when your your best friends fall, but like your first reaction is to record them and then help them up? This is the kind of situation this is. Like, we feel bad. We really do feel bad. But it's Loki a little bit funny because of the story. I would just like to say on the topic of falling, there was a very short period at the end of this school year where I fell at least four times a day on <laughs> on my face. I'll never forget. I fell in front of all of you and you all sat there and laughed. So thank you. Um, Speaking of falling, this literally, I feel like this friend group falls so much. Speaking of falling, I bring Isha to one of my sorority formals and me and her literally like are in the bathroom fixing our lip gloss and she wipes out on the floor. Like when I say wipe out, I mean like she hits her head on the ground. Like you heard a, like, did you hear that? It's like a, like you heard a smack on the ground and I looked down and we're alone in the bathroom and like no one else is helping her get up and she's just sort of like squirming on the ground and my first <laughs> instinct was to laugh. I'm not even going to lie. I didn't help her up at all. I was like <laughs> cracking up. I feel like that's just like a natural instinct. I'm so surprised I was not concussed the way that my head hit the counter. <laughs> also a little funny background story about this uh, sorority party that we all went to. So if you guys didn't know me and Sarah are in uh, NYU Greek life, and before this um, sorority party, basically, Sarah and Isha were in a huge fight. 
and I was somehow involved because as you know, if you live together, it just somehow becomes your business as well. Yeah. So I just want to say that I, prior to that, I had not cried in front of anyone except my parents for like five years. Okay. And I knew I had to fix it. Like, this week was like actually the worst week of my life. Sarah and I were in this like friendship ending fight. Like we would not look at each other when we got home. We, I would beeline to my room and I would like play like the worst music just to piss her off. Like it was so funny. And I, and then I'd like go to work in class and like sit there and try not to cry. Cause like, you know, in my heart, like she's my best friend. Right. So I go fix it. And I, as soon as I get into her room, I can't even say, I'm sorry. I just start sobbing. And Claudia like reaches over and hands me a single tissue. I use Sarah's entire tissue box like I can't talk my nose is stuffed up like I'm like breathing hard because like I'm like crying and like looking at Sarah and it was so gross like that was the grossest thing I still have nightmares from that night I'm so sorry you guys I'm telling you this fight was really bad as like a third party Uh perspective like I was with Isha in her room like hey like how you doing and then I'd be like sorry gotta go to Claudia's room like I gotta (laughs) I gotta go in between rooms and exchange sides because like I gotta be there for everyone We've definitely all gotten, I feel like, in some sort of tussle, like, with each other, which I think makes friendship stronger. But this one, like, I thought it was over. Like, it's like when your boyfriend cheats on you, but, like, me and Isha both cheated on each other. (laughs) We were like, what is even happening? Yeah, I just sort of um, was, like, anytime anyone was upset or, like, I would, like, you know, be like, you guys, I think we should all just talk it out. I'd be like you guys can all just come over and smoke and then we'll all just talk it out and it'll be great. In conclusion, the answer is to always smoke and then you'll feel better. That is honestly the mark of true friendship though. Like the fact I feel like that like obviously friends are going to get into fights. That's inevitable. But like the fact that some of us like the the parties that are not involved in the actual fighting can have the maturity to be like, I'm here for all of you. I'm not going to pick sides, like not once have I felt like ganged up on. You know what I mean? And I think that that's just so beautiful. I think that like that's the mark of two friendship. Also, thank you, Savannah, for turning me into a stoner. Because whenever I was upset, she's like, I got you. Let's go smoke. Ten minutes later, we, we smacked. She goes, Let's go smoke. And I'm like, Excuse me? We would smoke like every 10 minutes. And I'd be like, Savannah, I can't do it. And she'd be like, why? And I'm like, I love your uh, imitation of my voice. It makes me sound so sensual. <laughs> I do want to point out, though, that this whole thing started between me and Sarah. So, okay, so well, first things first, I really applaud Claudia for not going home in the middle of that because first semester, I think Claudia and Sarah got in a little thing. Sorry for exposing you guys. And the first thing I did was I called my dad and I was like, Dad, I need a ticket home right now. I flew home in the middle of their fight. And I was like, I'm not coming back to New York until you guys fix it. So that's number one. And number two, I think you guys will find this funny is, our whole thing started with me asking Sarah, how is lunch? And boom, that's it. War zone. <laughs> that is the biggest lie I've ever heard. Number one, Claudia <laughs> was there. That is not how you said it. That is not the context, but it's fine. I'm going to move on. No, I, what I was going to say is that it, it, it's it, like there's obviously uh, all of these fights ensue a lot of crying. And I think that also plays really well to the name of this podcast, because as much as we're all like really friendly, exuberant people, Like when we cry, it's like a sweating, like coughing, gagging, like 
snot filled cry. And I think that the whole point of this is that it's okay to be vulnerable and it's okay to be embarrassed and don't ever apologize for being an ugly crier because we're all ugly criers. And I think that's beautiful. <laughs> I was going to say that like, that's like one thing that I admire so much for our friend group is that I feel like, especially nowadays, like women are always ridiculed for having emotion or like showing their emotions. I'm like, it's okay. Like, I feel like especially nowadays, like everything that's going on, it's okay to be overwhelmed and like want to cry it out and just like want to be super emotional. But I have to say, I have to second Sophia's point about Savannah because like, I remember this one guy I really liked. I found out he had to do with like four other girls at the same time. And Sad was like, yo, bro, that's so sad. Want to smoke? Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know what? <laughs> I feel that, that's a love language. I feel that. I would also like to say that our group chat going off every single second in quarantine has helped me stay sane. Like, I'm like, oh, I don't, I'm like, I'm, I have no one to talk to. Oh my God. Oh my God. I'm not alone. 200 missed messages. I'm like, there we go. <laughs> I just want to say like, we have two group chats, like one for our podcast and one for like just our friend group and like in, in like our crying in public group chat, it's all business, like very professional. And like me, mom and Blika were like, ah, I put it in my ass. But like, it's so funny because half the time I talk in that group chat it's to myself but like it's so therapeutic just to be able to like socialize with someone during this time because like can't leave the house so you know you mean socializing with yourself Sid (laughs) (laughs) no because literally no one ever answers me but like it's okay because like I'll be like no I remember yesterday I was like how do the the people in cars, not even the people, the cars in the movie cars procreate? And no one responded. And I was like, you know what? Did we have to answer that? that? I didn't know that was like, I thought it could be no, hypothetical. the question is how? How do they do it? It's not hypothetical. Sid, do, you know, do you think I know the answer? Do you think I know the answer though? This That could have been a very revealing deep moment for us where we talk about, <laughs> you know? Y'all really, I would let that one hang out to drive. I do so, want to add though, like, how what Sydney was saying about how it's really important to just like well you know it's not important it's whatever you want it to be but it's you know it's good for you to let yourself be vulnerable especially around your friends but in New York you pretty much don't have a choice to not be vulnerable because like the city is always around you like on normal college campuses you can go and like walk around and you'll be on like a college campus. So it's like you just see other college kids. So like if a college kid sees you crying, they're like, ah, probably stressed about school or like whatever. Or like, but if you're just walking down the street in New York, like you see just like your average people. And I think that's like the biggest thing about NYU is like you're going to school with like other adults who have like got their life figured out. And like, they just see you like crying down the street and like nobody gives a fuck about you. Like people will just like walk by you and pretend like they don't care but like it's important to just be like you know what I don't give a care either you will see the craziest things in New York so I don't really think crying even comes close to it like I have seen unimaginable things like I'm not even gonna say on here but I just remember this one time this guy's walking by me and he has the Louis Vuitton logo all over his body like I mean like his entire face is Louis Vuitton she said I'm rich baby (laughs) I'm just gonna jump back to Sav's point is like the great thing about us is like all right so we have our little family and then we got New York because I always like to say like you're not a real New Yorker until you've cried in the streets of New York and you're okay with other people seeing you cry I like to say that New York City is like your boyfriend because sometimes it can make you really happy especially like when there's so much to do and like people are actually being nice to you but like 
it also cheats on you all the time when it like rains in the middle of the day when the forecast says it's going to be sunny or like people are literally like yelling at you on the street or like a homeless person like lunges at you for no reason like you know what I mean I but definitely I feel like crying in New York City is like a rite of passage and that is on toxic relationships (laughs) agreed no shout out to my guy at H Mart who would give me free ramen whenever I walked in crying thank you that's so sweet that's so little bug yeah and my man at stickies it happened like four times in a week and I got free food every day period but also talking about being lunged at by random homeless men, I'll never forget my first weekend at NYU. I was walking through Union Square Park and this homeless man came up to me, rubbed my forehead and said, mm, genie lamp. I cried so hard for like an hour because I was like, what just happened? Speaking of crying out of fear, um, Sophia, I think Sydney was there. I'm not really sure. Sarah and a couple of our other friends, we were being chased, straight chased by a crackhead. And we were running. All of us were wearing heels, mind you heels we were straight running down the street trying to get away from this this guy and we were like sobbing because we were like terrified of what this dude's gonna do to us it was our first semester second semester in new york like we had all seen law and order svu like it was scary (laughs) reminder i don't think isha's showing how scary this was because she forgot to mention it was like 4 a.m at this point yeah we're walking out of a bar all way too intoxicated and this man is wearing a bunny suit, a full-on bunny suit, calling himself the Jolly Cat. Not a Jolly Bunny, but a Jolly Cat. <laughs> what? And he starts chasing us down, playing his song on the ukulele and telling us to follow him on Instagram as we run for our lives. Oh my God, do not follow him on Instagram. He's such a perv. We were all crying then too. It was actually so awful. That was the first time I can say though, that was definitely like the first and only time I've ever been like scared for my life. Like I don't, I have no idea what he was going to do. I would like to point out that was also with the mints at this point. And I remember you guys running off and we just stayed there. I don't know who the guy was or what the situation was. I remember there was a mints there. which seems to be a running theme. So I'm really sorry, guys. So basically... If you're living in New York, there's going to be some time, some place where you're walking down the street and you're seeing people sobbing, people crying, and you might judge them your first time, but just know like within a week, that's going to be you too, because you are not a real New Yorker until you've cried somewhere down Third Avenue. And that's gang shit. Okay. (laughs) So that's all we have for today. Thank you for coming to listen to our super embarrassing stories. But we have new episodes coming every week, so make sure to tune in next week. Don't forget to follow our Instagram at Crying in Public Podcast uh, for more information about our launch and new episodes. Hasta luego. Adios, baby. <laughs> Sophia. Bye. Bye, bitches. See you later, bitches. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com 
That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender.